Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Last Laugh. I'm Matt Wilstein from The Daily Beast, and I'm here today with the man who people of my generation will always know as the science guy, Bill Nye. Greetings, Matt. Greetings. Welcome, Bill. How's it going? Fabulously. Good. Um, you're you're a podcast pro now. Oh yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. How's how's it going? The podcast. No. I, uh, the science podcast, rules. Science rules. Science rules is a podcast about science, and science rules is something I've said for many years. Uh, it is the best idea humans have ever had. That's mm. my claim. <laughs> but the idea is to uh, get experts on to engage us uh, on uh, topics of great interest. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Oh, yeah. Radio is the most visual medium. <laughs> no, yeah. I really, I really enjoy it. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, people talk about this. You can show up in your fuzzy slippers. Yeah, But absolutely. there's so much, there's so much you get from somebody's voice, mm-hmm. so much emotion. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. The podcast is a little different from others because you have call- callers, which is yeah, unusual for well, a podcast. It's cool technology. Yeah. How does it actually work? Because people can actually listen and call in yeah, like, so while you're recording? Yeah. On the electric internet that the kids are all into, <laughs> you, uh, we are able to post a thing, call in at this time. Mm-hmm. And so we have people, I got a guy called the other day from Romania. Wow. Because he... He just watched the time mm-hmm. and uh, called in it appropriately. But we do screen the callers. Mm-hmm. I mean, which you kind of have to do. Hello, yeah. I am crazy, and I need. Okay, okay <laughs> sir, it's great. But yeah. then once in a while, somebody and people pretend to be something they're not. Mm-hmm. But but most people are. I mean, overwhelming majority of people are authentic and they have cool questions yeah, and they just want to. They just want to learn. Yeah. Um, so one, what I wanted to do on this episode is we're, um, we're coming up on this CNN climate change town hall, which is very exciting. Um, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about climate change, um, ahead of that. Um, and we're also coming off the hottest July on record, and I'm guessing it might be the hottest August on record too. Um, so, you know, we're still in this place where, uh, you know, Republicans are, unwilling to admit that there's a problem a lot of them um you know we saw Damn. we saw uh chuck schumer tweeted out that it was the hottest july on record and um john cornyn who i think is the number two uh republican in the senate tweeted back it's summer chuck yeah um so that's what we're dealing with there yeah. mm-hmm. um in other words not thinking it all the way through yeah, yeah. so uh, just more about me uh yeah. you know i offered a bet to both uh so four bets total mm-hmm to Mark Morano, who is a Morano, who is a, uh, a longtime climate denier, and he's on Fox News from time to time, and uh, Joe Bastardi, who a, has a degree from the venerable Penn State in meteorology, and had to leave had to leave um, the Weather Channel to form his own company because of his. Uh, well, I'm inferring that it was because of his views on climate change, mm-hmm. but he's a guy that apparently can't. Um, can't parse the following fact. Carbon dioxide is uh, now at 400 parts per million. That's the same as 0.04%. 
Mm-hmm. So that's a small sounding number, 0.04%. Right. But it used to be 0.03%. Mm-hmm. It used to be 300 parts per million. It used to be 280 parts per million at the beginning. of The, the number or the date that people throw around is 1750. Mm-hmm. The year 1750 is about when uh, steam engines became widespread. Or yeah. uh, a guy named James Watt, the first James Watt, mm-hmm. not the guy who went on to become the secretary of the uh, – was he secretary of the interior? Oh, yeah. Yeah, James Watt. Let's just keep cutting down trees so that way we can see the ground or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, James Watt perfected or got a very good steam engine working. So uh, anyway, J- Joe Bastardi apparently cannot distinguish the idea that although 0.04% sounds like a small number, it's a really important number. Mm-hmm. He can't get that. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this stuff is hard for people to grasp, and the line that you always hear from politicians uh, is, "Well, I'm not a scientist." But okay, then, but okay. then they go on to uh, to to explain why they think that the scientists are, are apparently wrong. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? Well, it's people are closing their eyes to a situation they do not wish to acknowledge, and so we have this thing everybody talks about all the time, where we're we're divided. The country is divided, mm-hmm. and you know, the United States. Two things about it. First of all, it is the world's most important culture. That is, most inf- rather, most influential culture. Not important, okay? most mm-hmm. influential culture. And, uh, you know, there's a freaking Disney World, Disneyland in China, for crying out loud. But the other thing, people forget, the United States is the world's third most populous country. Mm-hmm. China, India, well, that'll probably reverse very soon. It'll be India, China, as yeah. far as most popular. But the United States has a third of a billion people. Yeah. So what, what the United States does is of great importance to everybody in the world. So what you'd prefer is for the United States to be the world leader in addressing climate change, mm-hmm. and we'd get her done. Yeah. Uh, but that is not how it's going down. And so that's what we're here on this podcast, to change the world, people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's why I think this, this climate change town hall is exciting, because we're going to have 10 candidates on CNN uh, Wednesday, September 4th. Everybody, it's the, middle, it's the end of August 2019. And there's huge fires in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so it's winter time yeah. in the Amazon, but there's mm-hmm. huge fires. And uh, we have this record heat, and uh, we have flooding. we got all these things that have been predicted by climate models. And the word model, everybody's a computer program written mm-hmm. by complete— No, written by brilliant people who've <laughs> given it deep thought. How much water vapor affects— the temperature of the world, how much carbon dioxide, how mm-hmm. much methane affects the temperature of the world, the role of the oceans, the role of the reflectivity of deserts versus forests, and on and on and on. So these climate computer programs have predicted that there'd be more flooding and more desertification, as it's called, where things dry out. Yeah, and now it's stuff that you can't uh, you can't ignore because it's in front of our faces. I mean, we're in California where, you know, it's we have— Longer and longer fire season now, yeah. and it's, it's pretty fire terrifying season. stuff. Season, that's yeah. what it's called. So if everybody, if you're not from California or Southern California or any place uh, in California, really, uh, in Los Angeles, you know, people talk about the valley. We're like totally in the valley. So there's a mountain range that separates Hollywood from another town called North Hollywood. And the mountain range is respectable. In English mm-hmm. units, it's 1,000 vertical feet. I mean, it's something, if you're on a bicycle, you really notice 1,000 <laughs> vertical feet. And so uh, it makes uh, the uh, the far side of the mountain, the north side of the mountain, very, very dry. Yeah. And if things get, if there's a fire started there, you just get 
a raging blaze in no time. And fires start naturally, but it, they wouldn't be anything like we have now without humans. Mm-hmm. Humans are just changing things. Yeah. Um, so what do you what do you kind of expect to see from this uh, this event where we're going to have you know ten candidates discussing climate change? What would you like to see from it? I'd like to see uh, somebody say we're going to work the problem from all the directions at once. Mm-hmm. This is to say uh, we have we have created a little bit of a myth that uh, if you recycle your water bottles, uh, everything will be great. Mm-hmm. We'll address climate change. <clears throat> well. Uh, recycling water bottles is good. You don't want to waste resources, and you don't want trash in the ocean. Yeah, there's a lot which, of talk about straws as well. Well, straws days. are just such a solvable problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, really, as an engineer, okay, plastic straws are fantastic for drinking drinks. <laughs> no, they're fa- they're great. Yeah. The liquid slides up through them. You can even drink the uh, bobo. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, with the extra thick straw. Yeah, yes, uh, what bo- about boba, tapioca boba style yeah. thing, gelatin thing can come up through the straw. It's amazing. And uh, hypotheoretically, you could, that's a joke, everybody. You could <laughs> uh, melt them down and make them into more straws if you could wrangle it. But because of their size and shape, they end up in the wind, mm-hmm. and they end up in landfills, and they end up in the ocean. Yeah. And they are a particular size and shape that is really dangerous for sea animals where they mistake it for food or a pipe fish or whatever it is. So let's stop making plastic straws and throw them in the ocean. Well, what are we going to do? Paper straws aren't very good. Pasta straws are good <laughs> for a little while, and then they get quite soggy. So let's solve this problem. Let's not make it into a divisive thing mm-hmm. where uh, Trump supporters are producing straws that are branded with the yeah, president's I think name. Yeah, I think he was selling them off his, off his campaign uh, website. Yeah, and they brag about they've made you know, over a better fraction of a million dollars selling straws. But why do that? Let's solve the problem. Let's engineer better straws Mm -hmm. so that they do degrade in the environment, but yet they are as high performance as a plastic straw. But as you said, this this is one of many issues, and and you want to see someone come at it from from a a larger sense. Yeah, Yeah, well, hold it. So let's make better straws. Okay. Let's regulate straws so they have to be better. And by Mm -hmm. straws, I mean plastic. I Mm -hmm. mean uh, uh, polyethylene phthalate, PET. Let's regulate that. But the other thing that uh, I guess what I, my beloved Jay Inslee was talking about. Yeah, he, who we, he, we should say, just, as we're talking, he just uh, dropped yeah, out well, uh, last night. He was yeah. number 19 on mm-hmm. the list of one. And so uh, only one person's going to get the gig as a Democratic nominee. Yeah. But the other thing, we, what we want is three big picture ideas. We want clean water for everyone in the world. We want renewably produced electricity that's reliable, as reliable as the electrical grid in the developed world in Europe, U.S., uh, Australia. Uh, Australia is actually the developed world. And then we want access to the Internet, mm-hmm. whatever the Internet comes to be called. We want that for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it, you just got to go at it. These are big ideas that require big changes. And so renewable electricity means, at first, it means solar power and wind power mm-hmm. uh, because these are proven technologies that are actually quite cheap. And, and just in my, in my experience, I have solar panels on my house that are now, when did they have 2007? 
they're now 12 years old mm-hmm. and they work as well as they did when the day they were installed. That's impressive. Yeah, well, it's it's mature technology. I mean, mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh, and then um, and then wind turbines. You know, people appreciate when you go to Iowa or West Texas. These things are the wing t- uh, blade tip to blade tip are bigger than a seven forty seven, mm-hmm. bigger than a seven eighty, bigger than a, a, a three eight a three eighty mm-hmm. uh, Airbus airplane. They're huge. They're huge. <laughs> Uh, but we still have this problem of the so-called base load, like at night or when the wind's not blowing, where do you make up that electricity? We, mm-hmm. You can do it through batteries, maybe. At my house, I have batteries that work very well, mm-hmm. but uh, the scale of it's not figured out yet. But we just celebrated the 50th anniversary of landing on the moon. Mm-hmm. If you throw that kind of money at something, you can get her done. Yeah, and so it's, it's got to be it's got to be the government well, doing what it. I'm. It's an appropriate use of tax dollars. Tax dollars. You heard me. Taxes. <laughs> ah, taxes. Ah, evil. <laughs> no, if you invest like that, four percent of the federal budget was was what the Apollo program was mm-hmm. in the middle of the 1960s. 150 billion at least, sort of one and a third or one and a half interstate highway systems. Mm-hmm. If you spend that kind of money, you can make discoveries and do amazing mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So I'm hoping the candidates on September 4th at the CNN thing not only talk about the problem of straws, mm-hmm. plastic straws and water bottles, but about these big investments to solve big problems to achieve, in my opinion, the three things, clean water, electricity, access to the Internet. If you could do one thing in a magic wand, take over the world kind of way mm-hmm. to address climate change, it would be what? Raise the standard of living of girls and women. If you could somehow do that, uh, then uh, the ki- women would have higher quality of life. They could make investments and so on. But the other thing, when women get uh, access to the Internet, they can get education. When they get education, the families they have are smaller. They have fewer kids, and the kids have more resources, and they are more successful than their parents. And this is, like, fabulous. I didn't come up with this. Mm-hmm. This is like, But this is definitely bigger picture thinking than so most that's people I are, hear, are doing. So that's what I want to hear from the CNN yeah. debate. Yeah. You asked. You, you mentioned uh, Inslee. Who is now not in the race anymore? But is there any? Are there any candidates who you've heard talk about climate issues that you've said, "Oh, this this person seems like they really get it"? Well, Kamala Harris seemed to. I mean, I think Elizabeth Warren. I think they all get mm-hmm. it. But, yeah. But when you get on that debate, and the, you guys, I'm not Mr. Politics, but bashing <laughs> Obama is not going to work out for yeah. a de- Democratic candidate. Yeah. So I think they hopefully all. Hopefully they that. all. Yeah. Hopefully they all learn that lesson. I think, last yeah. Time. Yeah. And so I remind us that the Republicans last time had 17 people, didn't mm-hmm. they? And the best they could do was Donald Trump. That's yeah. the best they could come up with. <laughs> There's something not right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the, as we as we said, you know, the, the problem with this is that all these candidates are they they all are going to go from the baseline that they agree that this problem exists. But then they're going to whoever get whoever wins is going to have to go up against someone who who doesn't. Uh, so I th- well, but uh, here's what's happening I'm not an expert on agriculture and farming, but people in the heartland are experiencing climate change. Mm-hmm. And if you're a professional agriculturist, if you're a professional farmer, uh, you have enormous fields and enor- you make enormous investments and you take enormous risks as a growing crops. And so uh, those guys and gals are having this problem where 
fields are drying out in in the heartland of the U.S. to a lesser extent in uh, central Canada. Uh, fields are drying out, and then when after they're dry, there's a flood. And the other, just real, not uh, a really important problem is pests and parasites are showing up earlier in the spring, mm-hmm. earlier in the growing season, and sticking around longer. And this is a huge problem. And so we have this thing uh, of people don't want genetically modified food. Mm-hmm. I say bring it on, man. <laughs> and no, if you're a real farmer, really making a real living, you depend on modern agriculture where – Say what you will about corn or corn or soybeans or the government or the man or whatever, but to engineer a crop so that the European corn borer, who was an inv- invasive species, uh, can't make a living off your corn because there's a gene in it that kills him, mm-hmm. kills the corn borer, uh, then you depend on that. Yeah, you know, and everybody likes to bash Roundup, glyphosate, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Monsanto, yeah. And- now, and by the way, Monsanto, okay, is the man, mm-hmm. and Monsanto did indeed used to make Agent Orange. I got all that. But they're not Apple computer. In the Fortune 500, they're down in the 230s, mm-hmm. in the 300s. But in their, in their area, they're quite Well, powerful. but they have a lot of competition. Yeah. Pioneer Seeds, DuPont. And so uh, everybody likes to bash Min- Monsanto, I think, because of that movie. And there is some question about bee colonies and um, certain pesticides, but it's not it's not glyphosate. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the, the Roundup style stuff. I don't think that's the problem. Yeah. But well, anyway, all that aside, what we want to do is engineer crops so that they are every bit as nutritious. I mean, or rather they increase in their nutritional value the way we have been increasing nutritional value of crops for the last several centuries. And so that we can, I'm not joking, eat less meat and still get the proteins. Yeah. You know, I have vegan friends who have to get B12 injections because mm-hmm. there's some deficiency. Yeah. So that's not sustainable. If you got to get B12, inj- who's making B12 from B12 Co? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's going to be, all right. We got to figure this out. Yeah, and I mean, it is you know, as you said, this is important to the, the climate change is important issue for for people in agriculture. And it was interesting to see in Iowa, there's been polls that where it's you know just behind healthcare as the as the most important issue for for people. Well, because the farmers, which is a new thing, you know, the farmers are being affected by this this uh, warming world. Mm-hmm. So once you know, once we get past this, uh, you know, the the primary, and then it gets to the the general election, whoever's up against Trump. I mean, how do you see this issue playing out? Do you think it will get the attention that it deserves, or because it really didn't? You know, in in twenty sixteen, I don't remember really much of any talk at the debates about um, at the general election debates about climate. Well, sir, I used to say the big turning point, the most important election in human history, when the few people who are academically inclined in a century and a half look back was the uh, election in 2000 right where uh, say what you people love to hate Al Gore there's just a big fun for the Al Gore haters but uh, it, the world would be quite different absolutely if he had been hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Yeah, uh, he would have implemented or gotten started on some climate change policies, probably wouldn't have invaded the wrong country because his father had trouble with the other one. Probably wouldn't have done that. Those are two big things right there. Yeah. But uh, if 2020 is not the turning point where uh, conservatives have to have a climate policy, 2024 will be. Mm -hmm. Nobody running for president in 2024 is going to be able to pull it off without a climate policy. And so the current administration is so extraordinary on so many levels that uh, I hope climate change just becomes part and parcel with the whole thing. That is to say, not only can you try to uh, alienate Denmark of all places, (laughs) not only can you try to get um, Jewish people – there's far more Jewish people in the U.S. than there are in Israel – Mm-hmm. And they're patriots of the United States. Not, I mean, yeah. For that I mean, stuff is this insane. gets into this thing my parents talked about all the time. Common sense isn't that common. So, um, whoever the progressive is, I th- hope he or she will be able to defeat um, uh, the current president. But you know, the, the Republicans, conservatives may come up with another candidate. I mean, it is possible. Stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, Jimmy. No one ever heard of Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. And he went on to be president in a year and a half. So, you guys, I don't want to be Mr. Politics, but <laughs> the progressives, uh, I mean, the conservatives are so out there. Their views on climate change and science writ large are extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just weird. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, the stakes are just so high. So, yeah, it's like you, even if you as a, you know, as a as a science expert don't want to be in involved in politics— it's the stakes are too high. I mean, well, plus uh, you get sucked into it. I mean, I've been talking about climate change. I wrote a kid's book, Big Blast of Science, Addison Press, the same company that published my calculus book. I'll have you know, a kid's book in 1993, where I have a discussion of the greenhouse effect and climate change. In mm-hmm. 1993. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Well, it seems like it, but uh, it wasn't that long ago. But <laughs> in other words, nothing's been done for 26 years, at least. Hardly anything's been done. But the, uh, the free market's catching up with it. You know, uh, everybody uses light-emitting diodes, LEDs, because they're cheaper and they last longer. And um, uh, this business of clean water for our citizens is a solvable problem. We just got to get over this idea that government investment is bad. Mm-hmm. We just what is what are you guys talking about? That's how we got to the moon. That's how people win wars: is government investment. And so let's get it. Let's get going. Let's get her done. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Trump administration is rolling back the Endangered Species Act. That's so. just weird. <laughs> what do you make of that? Well, it's it's influence from fossil fuel industry. So mm-hmm. if you like to have bad people to think about 
People in oil, gas, and coal have worked very hard to promote the idea that scientific uncertainty about climate change or the value of the snail darter or the spotted owl or whoever it is, that um, scientific uncertainty about those issues is the same, I mean, rather plus or minus 2%, 2 2.5% is the same as plus or minus 100%, Mm -hmm. the doubt about the whole thing, doubt about the value of any endangered species. And that's, I mean, intuitively wrong, but also demonstrably wrong. I mm-hmm. mean, scientifically provably wrong. So this whole thing of just being wrong for a living has got to change. Because mm-hmm. the United States became this dominant culture because of its investment in science. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, Abraham Lincoln had patents. Good Republican. Held a patent. Come on, man. It's in the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> Article 1, Section 8, Clause 8. Pro, shall promote the progress of science and useful arts. It's in the Constitution. Yeah, I bet a lot of people don't know that. Well, and they say, well, that was just about, oh, that's just about intellectual property. That's just about patents and copy. Just patents and copyrights? <laughs> what do you mean just patents? Like just everything you encounter every day in your everyday life, that's all it's about? Yeah. <sighs> I'm fine. <laughs> Hope this is decaf. <laughs> Uh, there is w- there's one more uh, candidate that I wanted to ask you about who's not going to be on the stage at the climate change debate, and that's Marianne Williamson, who has uh, gotten into some trouble for for things that she said in, about science. I don't know if you followed uh, that whole no, that whole thing. With respect, mm-hmm. I, mean, I I I just didn't think she was going to be president, so mm-hmm. I haven't you hung haven't on paid her a lot of attention. Word. Yeah, she claims that she's not anti-science, but she's made a lot of uh, comments about uh, sort of. Promoting the conspiracy theories around uh, vaccinations and um, yeah, so that, and, so vaccinations, and, you guys. We can talk briefly about vaccinations, or mm. maybe for another half hour. Lucky yeah. you. <laughs> vaccines were discovered in the end of the sixteenth um, century, seventeen ninety something. <laughs> vaccines were discovered. Mm-hmm. It's mature technology. For crying out loud, it's 221-year-old technology. This is not something somebody just discovered. I went to elementary school with a guy who had polio. You do not want polio. Take yeah. it from me. Yeah. And I, you don't, rather, don't take it from me. Ask anybody with polio. How do you feel? <laughs> is this great for you, being crippled? Is that great? No. And so um, uh, when you don't get vaccinated, you become an incubator for germs to mutate. And this is a real thing. This is people talk about the common cold. The common cold is on any given year is about 60 different viruses, five dozen different viruses that are continually changing because they infect people and they reproduce so fast that they're little mutations. And then your immune system can't quite keep up. This is, you guys, this is ancient. So we, you, in the same way, you do not have a right in the United States to drive on the left. Although you pay taxes on both sides of the road, you have to drive. We have that rule. Mm-hmm. In the same way, you cannot empty your bowels on the sidewalk in front of anybody's house <laughs> because it's loaded with pathogen germs mm-hmm. that the people at the house don't want. Yeah, and they wouldn't really, they would think it was rude too. They would, might, yes. <laughs> So in a community, you can't do that. So if we think about the community of humans, let's, or the U.S. and Canada, Mexico, North America, 
being one community, then you have to get vaccinated because you can't have germs mutating and infecting me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there's rules for crying out loud. This this whole idea that science and the man and or Monsanto or whoever it is or big pharma is bad is just misguided. We just we, you want a machine. You want a machine to have all the parts it needs and no more. You want all the regulations you need and no more. And this idea, well, let's just we're going to get rid of half the regulations. What? Where'd you come up with half? What freaking <laughs> number is that? Where did you sounded get good? That? Yeah. What? No, well, that's silly. <laughs> and we all take it for granted in the U.S. that you can just eat food and you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. You won't get sick. That's because of regulations. I'm crying out loud. <laughs> it's been going. How old is the U.S. now? Two hundred and thirty something like that. We've been <laughs> screwing around with this for centuries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you obviously you're so impassioned about this stuff, and you get very you know frustrated with people who are um, who or on the other you know, side or, or ignorant about Well, just science. we haven't, our educational system has let yeah. us down. Um, one, one other thing I wanted to touch on uh, was a couple of years ago, you had this kind of famous interview with Tucker Carlson on, oh, uh, God. on Fox News. God, he's drifting offer and offer. Yeah, I, I think he, yeah, it's really gotten, gotten a lot worse since then. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm just curious what that, uh, why, why you decided to do it and do, well, you, do you regret it? And what, no, what was no, the experience no. like for you? Oh, well, the experience was just uh, a lot of adrenaline. Mm -hmm. So here, uh, I was in Washington, D.C., which is back east. You may mm -hmm. have heard of it. Anyway, <laughs> and it was a beautiful night, gorgeous. And Tucker Carlson was on the roof of the building mm -hmm. doing his shtick from there. And I was, okay, I'll do an interview with Tucker Carlson, talk about uh, climate change, because I was on Bill O'Reilly mm -hmm. years ago. I think it was... 2008 or something, with the mythic uh, Joe Bastardi, who's mm -hmm. a very nice guy, but he just has it wrong. Yeah. Joe, you just, the ocean's big, that's right. O'Reilly so had atmosphere. you on to kind of debate him? or Yeah, that's what you'd call it, debate, yeah. Yeah, argue back okay. and forth. <laughs> and so um, uh, I thought it'd be the same thing with Tucker Carlson. We're going to talk about climate change. So it's going to go on the roof, beautiful night, this will be fun, okay. So no, we're not going on the roof, you're going to sit here in a separate room from Tucker Carlson. Mm -hmm. And they moved me, they changed me chairs three times trying to throw me off. Really? But what I noticed was every time I'd start to talk, Tucker Carlson would interrupt me. Mm -hmm. So I, working as fast as I could, I took my phone out and tried to show him with a stopwatch feature on my phone. <laughs> they interrupted me every six seconds. Yeah. But it was more like every four and a half mm -hmm. seconds. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to make a point uh, with him. But the other thing, he's really... Drifted off. I, I mean, with respect. I mean, he's gotten <laughs> odder and odder. We had a guy on bashing the metric system. <laughs> you have 10 fingers. Yeah. The metric system is about as natural as it's going to mm. get. Yeah. Furthermore, if you want to compete internationally, I mean, we all buy liters of Coca-Cola now mm. or diet or whatever the soft drink of choices mm -hmm. we buy it in metric units you get on an airplane they tell you about celsius all because all the software for all the autopilot stuff is written in metric it's just so much easier i'm an engineer mm -hmm. yeah i'm so old how old are you i grew up with uh grains in air conditioning there's seven thousand grains in a pound mm -hmm. who doesn't know that anyway <laughs> Uh, and then in the, also in the English system, there's this business of pounds force versus pounds mass. I just can't. It's just troublesome. Anyway, the metric system just is a lot easier. So um, that Tucker Carlson is obsessed with these 
odd issues and his uh, their con- at Fox News their continuous thing continual thing about uh, immigrants causing crime and mm-hmm. it's just they're not based in facts yeah. it's really so, weird but do you think it was worthwhile for you to go on that show well, and just try that to you're communicate with a- communicate with his audience or do you yeah, feel like yeah. it was a waste of time no 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 I, I would go I'll go back on there almost any time yeah have and, you been and, asked back uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, actually, right away at first, they were did ask me back, and it, mm. the expression was, you know, you go to the back of the line after mm. treating me like that. Yeah, you go to the back of the line. Yeah, but uh, the uh, the other just fundamental thing, you guys uh, work in comedy. Mm-hmm. I've asked many times, why isn't there a show analogous to Saturday Night Live from the conservative side? Because, in my opinion, which as you know is correct. Uh, they punch down mm-hmm. the conservatives. Like if you watch the Five mm-hmm. Fox, yeah, yeah, they they make fun of people they consider inferior. Mm-hmm. There are no uh, self-deprecating jokes mm-hmm. on yeah uh, on, the, on the Five, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's a, just a different way that isn't that is i think you can make a strong argument is less sophisticated yeah i thought you were just gonna say they're not funny but well that's clear i mean that's also (laughs) a drawback uh but we'll call it a drawback. so everybody when when i said my opinion's correct that's a joke that's irony if you're out there ha 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 really fun (laughs) the nature of opinions you see they're not necessarily provable facts if I'm going too fast for you, there are pamphlets <laughs> available. Um, you, but anyway, so that that's a real uh, issue over there, and um, uh, th- like like um, I've offered to be on the five, and they wouldn't they wouldn't ex- they wouldn't have me on. <laughs> that does not seem like a fun time, but I, I mean, oh, no, it wouldn't a, be fun. It'd be fun <laughs> in a way. Yeah, but you know, you just gotta you gotta meet people where they are. And so, mm-hmm. my new suggestion, everybody, is I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Let's all go fishing at the other guy's fishing hole, fishing hole. And by that, I mean progressives go to Jackson, Wyoming, go to places in Montana, they go fly fishing, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, considered by the fly fisher is considered Mm -hmm. this art where you... You understand the fish. Yeah, it's a uh, Dick, Dick yes. Cheney's big pastime. Well, then, but then if you're if you go to Branson to concerts in Branson, Missouri, you go fishing in lakes, trolling uh, um, with a different style of fishing rod and a different style of lure. Mm-hmm. So let's all go fishing in the other guy's fishing hole and just get to know each other because we are more <laughs> alike than we are different. And even, I think even you, change, even you and Tucker Carlson. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. I wonder <laughs> Both also famous about, for wearing bow ties. I'll point. Well, he that used out. to, but he yeah. lost his nerve. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, all the people on Fox look more and more alike now. Uh, <laughs> but the um, the other thing I wonder about Tucker Carlson is four kids. I just wonder about his how his children feel about climate change. Mm-hmm. They keep yeah. a pretty low profile. Yeah. I wonder about it because it's very hard. I mean, not very hard. It is much more difficult. To meet a climate change denier who is young, mm-hmm. very few young people are deniers about climate. I mean, now and then, mm-hmm. but uh, this is why I say it's going to be, uh, as we say in sailboat racing, a near-run thing. Like, are we going to round the buoy in time? Are young people going to become enough of a significant fraction of the voting cohort, as it's called, the population of voters? 
in time to address climate change in a reasonable way? Is there going to be more screw-ups, more crop failures, more displaced populations, more dirty water, more everything going to heck before young people are a big enough fraction of the voting population to make changes? Mm -hmm. So I'm very hopeful about the 4th of September on CNN. Yeah. Uh, speaking of comedy, the one other thing I wanted to touch on is uh, you had a very funny appearance on uh, last week tonight with John. God, Oliver that was a that blast. Got a lot of uh, that was a lot of attention. So everybody, I'm a kid show host yeah. for many years, and you know we all want to raise our children uh, so that they're respectful. You know, Socrates complained about kids today mm -hmm. many years ago, <laughs> and so on a kid show, I talked to kids in a kid way, but on Last week tonight, which is on a pay, a channel you got to pay for, mm -hmm. you, that's presumed by grownups with cash. Yeah, and on my, at eleven p.m. or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, I spoke from the heart. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, and it was funny. Yeah, you got to <laughs> you got to scream the planets on fucking fire. Yes, yeah. yes, it was heartfelt. Yeah, and uh, you know we had a really good crew. It was, it was like the good old days: smaller crew mm -hmm. in a studio. Uh, doing a prop bit. So if you guys are out there and you want to become television producers, just you got to respect the props. If you haven't seen it, we set a globe in English units, a 12-inch cl classroom globe on fire. It was funny. <laughs> by painting it uh, with an inflammable substance oh. managed by a pyrotechnician who was very good, Sam. Sam's a good guy. And uh, it was, I, I'll just say it was objectively funny. <laughs> uh, you so, got to respect the props. It's yeah. a prop bit. <laughs> so we end every episode by asking uh, the guest, what's the last thing that made you laugh really hard? So what can you think of that, uh, something you've seen or, or heard or, or that, that really made you laugh recently? Uh, so there's a cartoon we have at the Planetary Society in the conference room. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I've seen it many times, but I just stopped. I took a picture of it the other day. So... Uh, it's a conf the cartoon is of a conference table, mm -hmm. and so just it's little meta. It's in the conference room, <laughs> and the woman is presenting a um, collection, a handful of hangman's nooses, mm -hmm. and said, "These are in case the conference call goes really long." <laughs> and if you've ever been on a conference call where everybody has something to say and it just goes on and on, and you want to kill yourself, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> it was very fun. You're laughing just in my description. And so just notice, I know we've had a recent weird news about hanging, but uh, it's funny. There's no blood. Mm -hmm. It's self-inflicted It's because yeah. you just can't stand the conference call anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming in and doing this today. Oh, man, it was a blast. But everybody, let's get out there. Clean water, renewable electricity, uh, access to the Internet for everyone in the world, and we can make the world a better place for all humankind. Let's go. Thank you so much to Bill Nye for coming into the studio today. You can subscribe to his podcast, Science Rules, wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoy this show, please tell your friends and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Wilstein and at TheDailyBeast.com. The Last Laugh is distributed by Himalaya Media for The Daily Beast. It is produced by Jason Smith and Scott Porch for Starburns Audio and edited by Mackenzie Mazell. Our theme music is by Claude, who you can find on Instagram at claude.mp3. You can find this show every week on Apple Podcasts, the Himalaya app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find show notes and highlights from each episode on thedailybeast.com. We'll be back with a full-length episode on Tuesday.
Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.